the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford. Uh, I am in Newcastle upon time on the northeast coast of England. Today is Tuesday, September the 27th. Uh, and I am here with a couple of co-hosts who have already tried booby-trapping the show uh, less than a minute in um, to handicap the MLB action for Wednesday, September the 28th. And the primary booby trapper I will introduce first. Uh, Noah Benick, why are you planting landmines all over the place, digging holes for me to fall in already? We're not even 90 seconds into the show. Well, <laughs> I, I get the pleasure of pressing the We Go Live button and yes. I accidentally did not click the timer so people could jump in live and then we start instead of starting and then people jump in two minutes after we've already started. So... Yeah, that, that's what happened, uh, Malcolm. But um, honestly, four-game slate treated me well last night. So uh, happy with how we went. Unfortunately, we can't really talk about any of our Tuesday picks from yesterday's podcast because we're recording this before all of them go. But I'm happy to be here, guys. Yeah, no day baseball at all. I will forgive you, Stein, and me early on because we'll have to behave ourselves, Noah, um, because oh. our – other co-host tonight is Papa Moonaf, who always gets really exasperated with our childish antics. Moonaf, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Um, how do you follow up with that? I I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, four-game slate yesterday it turned out to be pretty good for uh, three out of the four guys. Not going to mention any <laughs> other names. but uh, <laughs> uh, Yeah, we've got a full schedule for the Wednesday game, so uh, ready to get into it. When at least I got at my losers out, out the way early. There's not, I mean, I didn't lose in the bottom of the ninth inning or any hard any hard break last uh I lost I lost all my picks within about ninety seconds of the game starting. So uh, that meant I could get some sleep without having to sweat anything. You look at that um, graphic and it was just five. There's four of us, but there was five logos of the Oriole bird, I yeah. believe. Because Munaf had them two different ways. Uh, and then Malcolm. Uh yeah. Well, every time I did pick a winner a couple of weeks ago, you kept not putting the graphic up uh, or changing them. <laughs> that was another one of your famous tricks as well, Moon. Do you remember that? Yeah. Changing my picks <laughs> without my consent. It's a shambles. Mind. Anyway, as luck would have it, I've got at least 23 winners on tomorrow's card here. Um, so in the next 45 minutes or so, we're going to give you all of them. As per usual, we're going to stick to... Uh, the main games on the slate, I reckon that's eight. Uh, we'll have a look in the bottom draw as well. Noah's been uh, particularly sharp with his bottom draw pick, so we'll have a little look around. Uh, we'll plumb the depths of uh, there's a couple of there's a couple of bum fights tomorrow might be worth a look at as well. Uh, but we're going to stick to the main um, games that have either got one or two teams who are still in playoff contention, and um, we will start with. Uh, no, not the day game. We'll go to a 6-10 Eastern first pitch between the Tampa Bay Rays and the Cleveland Guardians, where Tyler Glasnow will be on debut this season for the Tampa Bay Rays. Good to see him back. And Tristan McKenzie draws the start for the Cleveland Guardians. The lines are Cleveland Guardians minus 120, uh, Tampa Bay a plus 102, and the total here is set at 7. Uh, Glasnow, I've got a big question mark next to his name. Uh, Moonaf, you can tell us what we expect. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking that he maybe goes one inning, two innings at most for the Rays. Um, I think the primary pitcher when I saw was going to be a gentleman by the name of Garrett Clevenger for the Tampa Bay Rays. So I'm guessing he's going to do bulk uh, uh, pitching for the bulk of the innings after Glasnow starts the game. So um, he's a guy that is coming up out of uh, the AAA Durham for the Tampa Bay Rays. Um, looks like a relief pitcher because he hasn't really gotten many innings under his belt um, for the uh, Tampa Bay Rays. So I'm assuming he goes another two, three innings for this Tampa Bay uh, ball club. Um, 
so not much for me there. Uh, we'll see how Tyler Glass now looks after coming back after the injury that he did so for last season. Uh, but on the flip side, for the Cleveland Guardians, it is going to be Tristan McKenzie. Um, despite having an 11-11 record so far this year, he does have a 3.04 ERA, 180 strike. Uh, Cleveland Guardians here. Over his last five games, he's been really solid, 2-1 and one with a 2.48 ERA. Uh, at home this season, 5-3 and three with a 2.94 ERA. The Guardians have won four of his last five starts, including four straight, which have all been against divisional opponents. Um, and they've gotten the run support for him as well. They've scored at least six runs in three of his last four starts for the Guardians. Um, and he's also given the strikeouts as well. Hasn't faced the race so far this season. Um, and I don't think he's faced – or he did face him once last year in six innings. He only allowed two earned runs. Uh, to the Tampa Bay race in Tampa Bay. Uh, Guardians did win that game 3-2. Uh, to two. That seems like there is some money coming in on the Rays here, but I- I'm going to stick with my guy, Tristan McKenzie, in this game. I think he's just in good form right now. Um, the Cleveland Bats are hot. They're on a winning streak. You know, Despite them locking up the division already, I still think they're going to go out there and play hard. So at a minus-120 price, I'll stay with uh, Tristan McKenzie and the Cleveland Guardians in this game. Yeah, you're right. There's been a little bit of movement. I handicapped this earlier this afternoon and had Cleveland at minus 130. Uh, So they've drifted slightly as uh, Tampa Bay have hardened up a little bit. Um, Myself and Noah talked about Cleveland last night and the the kind of team that they are. With this game, we often say that we'd like to see how the first game of a series pans out uh, before we can handicap the rest of the series. And I think this is a prime example because it's kind of party time tonight for Cleveland, uh, the Tuesday night game. Um, that's going to be their first game back at home since they clinched. Um, but like you've just said, Moonaf, uh, me and Noah thought that Cleveland were this kind of team who need to keep playing hard. Uh, they yeah. don't look like the kind of team who want to... They haven't got the luxury of, of resting a few players, and I don't really think they need to. I think they're going to benefit from playing hard. And it's so close to the end of the season as well. It's not kind of like the Dodgers or the Astros have had it wrapped up so early. So I think yeah. Cleveland will just keep shoving them. I would like to see how they go tonight and particularly how Tampa Bay go. We, we both took uh, Cleveland to win the Tuesday night game, which starts in about an hour from when we're recording. For this Wednesday one, I'm just rolling with Cleveland. If it's not broke, don't fix it. Uh, Mackenzie and Cleveland have been on my side for a few weeks now. Uh, it served me really well in that time. So Cleveland at minus 120 for me, Noah. Yeah, I'm telling Cleveland here as well. And I think one main thing about it is, like Munaf mentioned, Glasnow is only going to go two or three innings. And the best part about that is the books are slapping Glasnow's name right under the money line there. And people are going to jump on that. So I really like how, I mean, the price is moving as we speak. I I think this one could even get tighter as, as first pitch goes, but I like Cleveland the whole way. That is a really good observation, actually, because unless you knew, um, you, even if you knew it being injured, you'd still assume that you might get, Maybe four innings out of him. Yeah. Uh, and his moon with handicaps it. Moonaf reckons one. You've said maybe one or two. But and yeah, I'm, that's... I'm a big Glasnow guy. I want I want to back him, but you can't do it in his first start off the IL here. They're gonna they're gonna no. build him up for the postseason, is what they're gonna do. Um no, I think that's a really shrewd observation, though, and it makes me like Cleveland even better just at that price. So yeah, we'll uh, team ride. Team ride on Cleveland there in the first game. Seven. Oh. Oh no, I've done it. it I said it, Moonaf. Sorry. Yeah. He did. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, I just want to add one more note about uh, Glass now. He's going to be limited to 45 pitches. 45 pitches? Yeah, 45 pitches is what innings. I'm seeing. Three innings, four innings. <laughs> Next. We're going to frustrated with the dancing tonight. We didn't have to encourage him. We really <laughs> had to coax it out of him last week, but he's uh, he's gone straight in tonight. He must be in a better mood. Um, <laughs> 7.05, he said, no, we need to try harder to antagonize him. That's what we need to do. Um Seven oh five Eastern first pitch. The Atlanta Braves at the Washington Nationals. Jake Odorizzi for the Braves and Jojo Gray will go for the Washington Nationals. Lines are Atlanta minus two twenty. Washington a plus one eighty five. The total here is set at eight and a half. Uh, Odorizzi for the Braves five and six on the season. Four sixty one ERA. 97 and two thirds, 79 strikeouts. And Gray is 7 and 10, 517 ERA. 142 and two thirds with 152 strikeouts. Older easy, really inconsistent. Um, he gave up eight earned runs last time against Philly. 
Um, he's been shaky on the road as well all season. Probably the least trustworthy of this Braves rotation. He goes up against Josiah Gray. Um, Josiah Gray's arm looks ready to fall off. Um, I think I've laboured the point for the last month. I know he's only pitched 142. Well, do you say only 142 innings? I mean, is that a big number or a small number, depending on modern big baseball? But Sorry? Big number. For, for I think it's a big number as nowadays, well. I mean, the old, old timers will tell you because he hasn't pitched 230 innings. He hasn't tried. But um, he's a young guy as well. And you come off, even if it was two years ago, the 60 game season. And he's looked, I mean, he couldn't be more obvious that he looks ready for a for a break. He's given up 4 4 4 and 6 in his last four starts, 7 0 3 or in his last five. Neither side uh, appeals Sierra's a money line or run line, just because I don't trust Odorizzi particularly. The Washington lineup that they're trotting out the minute is very much a minor league lineup. We kind of joked earlier in the season that Oakland were, were trotting out a triple A AAA lineup. Washington are doing similar now. Um, the angle I got here was a Atlanta team total. Um, you might be able to steer me, uh, Moon, up in the right direction here. Um, with, uh, with the total. Game total set at eight and a half. Um, Atlanta minus two twenty favorites. Atlanta game total, yeah, four and a half, five, something like that. You probably get a five if your book offers those flat numbers. I know a lot of them give you the, they put the hook on it at five and a half, but I think you may be able to get a four and a half if you get the opener. But um, Josiah Gray at home this season, two and seven with a six point five six point five seven ERA. He's actually had a pretty good start against the Braves, but this was all the way back in uh, April where, you know, like you mentioned, he didn't have very many innings at that point. I think it was only the second start of the season. But, um, I mean, you said the numbers there. He's allowed at least four earned runs and four straight starts to the opposition. Four of his last five starts have been on the road. And we talked about, uh, you know, Josiah Gray that at home, he just hasn't been that same pitcher. He's two and seven, like I mentioned. And then uh, against NL East opponents, a 5.54 ERA. And again, these are going to be games that the Braves just don't want to drop, right? Because they're only one game back of that NL East division. Now you're going up against one of the worst teams, not only in their division, but in the probably the entire National League. So um, I'm not sure, like you mentioned there, uh, Malcolm, I don't want to put my money behind Jake Odorizzi either. So I think that either you take a look at a full game over at eight and a half, or like you mentioned, taking the Braves team toll in this game as well. It's a shame because we like Josiah Gray as well. We said a lot of good things about him earlier in the season. I'm not putting this um, this run of form at his feet at all, really. Um, I think that a couple of the Braves' bats look like they'd um, livened up. We talked about how much Matt Olsen was struggling last week, uh, mainly on my fantasy team. But, and he squared a couple of balls up last night, uh, got a few RBI. So maybe he's, he's about to come good again with the playoffs looming. So Noah, what was your perspective on this one yeah so i just wanted to add more analysis to your thing about maybe his arm literally falling off you know most times when you're building up a young pitcher like he is he's in the second year of mlb his first year he had 70.2 innings 1200 pitches and in 2022 he's doubled his inning count with 142.2 and doubled his pitch count up to 2500 so that's normally not how you want to build up a young pitcher. You normally want to add like 20, 30 innings each year, which usually equates to about 600, 800 pitches and whatnot. So I, I really just – I'm nervous about the way that they're building up because, yes, we do like Josiah Gray. So that immediately brings my uh, handicap to favoring the Braves side of things. Now I don't want to jump behind Odorizzi like you mentioned. I think the team total is a perfect play, Malcolm. Oh my, uh, compliments, compliments. Uh, our lines tonight are coming from our headline sponsor. Yeah, WinBet. Uh, the perfect time for you to join is right now. You uh, bet $100 as a new customer. You'll get a $100 free bet. The casino's open 24-7. 100% deposit there up to 1,000 bucks. WinBet is live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. Plus, WinBet have the same game parlay feature. Lots to choose from sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet so they know that we sent you sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change. T's and C's at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present the state where playthrough WinBet is available. If you are someone who knows a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Uh, Zuta Law on Kilo Dutamat Uwe La Bibliotech. If you're like me, uh, and that is the limit of your foreign language, um, 
Babbel is the app that you want. Uh, Babbel is a language learning app, sold over 10 million subscriptions and loads of different and fun ways uh, to get those language lessons that you want, whether you're going traveling, uh, you want to talk to the fella down the local shop, anything like that. Um, 10 minutes to complete a lesson, you can learn a new language in as little as three weeks. They have things like podcasts, games, videos, stories, and even live classes, and you get a 20-day money-back guarantee. So start your new language journey today with Babbel. Uh, get up to 50% off your description description, and your subscription. I can't even speak English, let alone a foreign language. Go to babbel.com slash SGP. Babbel.com slash SGP for up to 55% off your subscription. Babbel is language for life. Trebian to that. Next is a... I don't want to forget the Mets. No, they're not yet. 7.07 Eastern. First pitch between the New York Yankees and the Toronto Blue Jays. Garrett Cole for the Yankees and Mitch White is the pitcher for the Toronto Blue Jays. Lines are New York minus 130, Toronto plus 110. Total here is set at seven and a half. Uh, and this is back to you, Muna. Yeah, Garrett Cole, 12 and 7 on the season with a 3.49 ERA, 244 strikeouts. Only 49 walks um, on the road this season, 7-2 and two with a 3.83 ERA. Over his last five games, he is 2-1 and one with a 4.40 ERA. Garrett Cole has struggled over his last three starts. He's allowed at least four earned runs um, in every single start. Uh, sorry, over his last three starts, what I'm trying to say. He's at least allowed two home runs in three straight starts as well, which was against the Red Sox, the Brewers, and the Red Sox again. Um, and we've seen uh, four of his last five starts have at had at least eight or more um, runs being scored in those games. Mitch White for the Blue Jays has just been struggling ever since the trade deadline. Um, Post-All-Star break, uh, his numbers are 0-4 with a 6.02 ERA on the season, 1-6 with a 5.12 ERA over his last five games, 0-3 with a 9.82 ERA. So not been very good for him, and the uh, Blue Jays have lost all his all of his last five starts uh, st- when he has started in those games. He's allowed at least three earned runs in five straight starts. He's allowed at least four earned runs in three out of the last five starts. So um, I think this might be a game where the Yankees bats are going to be able to get to him. I'm, I'm very surprised that they are starting him uh, in this game. We did see the Blue Jays get the extra innings victory on Monday night. Um, so, you know, they're still right there in that wild card race. Uh, they should be, you know, locking that up here fairly soon. Um, I thought this total was a little conservative here at seven and a half. I think that the Blue Jays can get to Garrett Cole for a couple runs. And I think that the Yankees are going to be able to tag Mitchell, uh, Mitch White here for, um, sorry, the Yankees are going to be able to get to Mitch White as well. I wouldn't be surprised if Aaron Judge is able to get that, you know, 61st or second, 62nd home run off of Mitch White if he doesn't get it done on Tuesday night. So uh, I like the over seven and a half in this game here, Malcolm. Okay, so runs for Munaf. Noah, what you got? Yeah, stemming off of Munaf's last statement, I sent it in the Discord channel today. I'm calling the shot that Judge hits 61 on Tuesday night. And the way that Judge has been going, he's streaky. So, like, if he gets one, he starts hitting again. He's been in, like, a week-long slump. So, Mitch White is not a type of caliber pitcher that would scare me away from this Yankees lineup and or judge. So, he hit 61 on Tuesday. I've heard that they might contemplate sitting him at Toronto. That way he can try to hit it at home. Mm -hmm. Um, Not quite sure if that's going to bode well with the fans, but uh, I'm sure the fans would love to see it at home, too. So, Either way, I'm going to be on the Yankees money line and the over here as well. Um, I take a lot of my Blue Jays opinions um, from listening to friend of the show, Johnny Junter on Twitter. And I'm not sure that's really wise because he is the absolute king of the knee-jerk reaction. (laughs) Wild overstatements at all times. I think he claimed last week that Mitch White was the worst pitcher ever to have pitched in MLB. He's been saying it the whole the whole month of August <laughs> and September. Yeah, ever since he um, got traded there. Yeah, but I'm not. Uh, I've written down useless, uh, which is probably a little bit harsh as well. But actually, um, Garrett Cole at minus 130 against a poor pitcher, I just think it's too, too good to be true. I think you can... You can try and dress this up all you want. You can take the overs. You can look at different ways. But sometimes it's just staring you in the face. And I think in, uh, on Thursday morning, 
we could be thinking, oh, actually, minus 130 was like finding money in the street on Garrett Cole against Mitch White. Um, so that's going to be where I'll stick with my money uh, there on the Yankees. Next is the top of the page in the New York Mets. Uh, they are at home to the Miami Marlins. Uh, seven tennis and first pitch. Uh, left-hander Jesus Lozado for Miami. And Taiwan Walker for the New York Mets. The Marlins are plus 165. The New York Mets are minus 198. The total here is seven. And this one is... Who's got this game? Is this you, Murdoff, as well? Uh, it's Noah. Noah. It's me. Uh, oh, go on, Noah. The Mets, they're 8-2 and two in their last 10 games. Miami, the exact opposite. 2-8 and eight in their last 10 games. And they're 1-5 and five in their last six against the Mets. Starting for Miami is Jesus Lazardo, who's 3-7 and seven with a 3.57 ERA, 102 strikeouts, 32 walks, and 88.1 innings pitched. Um, three starts ago, he faced this Mets team and got tagged for five runs and 3.1 innings. Uh, he gave up three free passes with three strikeouts. And uh, for me, you, you take that out that one start out against the Mets and he had an ERA of 260 in his last six starts. Um, now I am a little bit uh, throwing it back here because I think one of my stats is wrong on Taiwan Walker. Walker is 12 and five on the year with a 353 ERA, 114 strikeouts, 43 walks and 148 innings pitched. He's been going iffy as of late. Uh, his last start, he went six innings, gave up four runs, had three strikeouts, three walks, just like Lazardo against uh, the Mets here. He did start against Miami as well against Lazardo. He went seven innings, gave up five hits, only one run with 10 strikeouts. So bring that back into reality to today. I'm conflicted because Lazardo is one of my guys. My head tells me that the Mets run line is probably the better side to be taken here in this matchup as they've already bashed Lazardo once and Walker pitched pretty well. Um, but my gut t- tells me to just go with Lazardo because he had one little bump in the road and it was against this Mets team. Now in his last start, he had 11 strikeouts with uh, six innings and the Mets this year have an OPS of 30 points less against lefties than righties. But after Munaf helped me out with the cap here, giving me out the um, Mets have a WRC plus number against lefties that ranks fourth over the last two weeks and over the last month. I'm just going to stay away from the side altogether and lean Marlins first five as the underdog. Okay. So a bit of a dog play for Noah. Uh, Munaf. Yeah. I think there's a couple things here that kind of stick out to me when we talk about Taiwan Walker, right? Number one, it's that I want him at home where he is at city field in this start. Um, and then um, his just his resume this season or his stats this season against the Marlins is what's really sticking out to me, uh, where he is 4-0 with a 2.23 ERA, right? 35 strikeouts in five appearances is going to be a six-star already. I kind of went back and looked right now in those five starts that he's already faced against the Marlins. The Marlins have not scored more than three runs in any of those starts by um, – you know, when Taiwan Walker has been in this game, I do trust the bullpen as well for the, uh, for the Mets here. And, you know, Noah talked about how the OPS is down for um, the New York Mets against left-handed pitching. That WRC plus has been pretty consistent for them, not only season long where they ranked 11th, but they're also number four, uh, like Noah mentioned there over the last two weeks and over the last 30 days as well. So again, we talked about it with the Braves. These are games that you're, playing against the worst teams in the division where you want to rack up these wins. And I'm going to trust Taiwan Walker at home where he is five and one with a 3.50 ERA against NL East teams this season, six and one, obviously four of those wins did come against the Marlins. So I think that success continues for him here. I'm going to go with the Marlins run line and sorry, the uh, Mets run line in this game at plus money minus one and a half plus half, plus one twenty for me on the New York Mets. And if you're able to find that team total in this game as well, um, I think that they can at least get four to five runs. Uh, can the Mets um, off of Jesus Lazardo? I'm currently seeing it at three and a half at minus 145 on one book. Maybe if you're able to find a four and pay a little bit of less juice, I, I like that as well. But um, yeah, Mets uh, run line for me. Um, I came down on runs here, but again, handicap this four or five hours ago, and the total was at six and a half. Now, I've got the words too skinny written next to that total. And sure enough, the books have adjusted and gone to a total of seven. Um, 
No, I use the keyword iffy when talking about Lazardo and Walker, and I very much factored that into my handicap. Um, six of the New York Mets' last seven games have gone over this number. Um, You'd have only lost twice in the last seven games on Miami, although there's quite a few pushes in there. We laugh a lot about whenever you say Miami, the total is seven. It's always seven. It doesn't matter who they're playing, who's on the mound. Home away, total of seven. Um, so, yeah, it, to me, this looks like seven and a push, maybe. Um, but I'm going to, I kind of agree with Moon after uh, they could get four or five runs here. And then hopefully uh, Miami can chip in as well and get this over the total of seven. So I'll take over seven. Um, I'll, I'll put, I'm expecting to get my money back on the push. If you can find your six and a half, uh, fill your boots on that one. Next up is a 7.40 Eastern first pitch between the Philadelphia Phillies and the Chicago Cubs. Aaron Nola is the starter for the Phillies. And Hayden Wesneski starts for the Chicago Cubs. I uh, only got money lines at the minute. Uh, usual Wrigley Field shenanigans here with the Cubs. Uh, Philadelphia are minus 185. The Cubs are plus 156. I could do with Dylan here, actually. We could do with some Rockford lines on this one. Although I'll get a, I'll get a weather report off Moonaf in a minute as well. Um, Aaron Nola is 10 and 12 on the year. Has a 328 ERA. Has pitched 192 in a third innings. 218 punches for him. Uh, Wesneski, 2-1, 245 ERA, 22 innings and 24 strikeouts. Um, Nola's been fine, absolutely great. Uh, he's got a horror start against Arizona in his recent game log, um, but his last two starts have been against Atlanta. And a little bit inconsistent, he's got a 4 earned run start and a 0 earned run start. I suppose Atlanta can't do that to anybody. He's been better on the road this season generally, and Philadelphia is still grafting. Uh, to lock up that final wild card spot. We discussed that on the show last night, myself and Noah. Um, 302 on the road, and he's got a uh, 146 ERA against NL Central opposition this season. That's a sample size of 37, so he's had quite a few starts against teams in this division. Um, Hayden Wesneski has been on my radar. We talked about him a little bit because I streamed him. Um, in that fantasy final uh, disaster last week. And actually, uh, Wesneski pitched really, really well. He's got loads of potential. He's a, he's a well-thought-of prospect, strikes batters out, um, and he's, he's played well so far. Philadelphia, I haven't seen him. Uh, it's going to be one of those situations that me and Munaf um, did well on last season, these rookie pitches in September. Uh, I actually think I was... The reason I wanted to know what Dylan's Rockford lines are here was because I like the total. I think um, obviously the Cubs are horrible at home, and Nola's going. That could they could keep the score down there, but I think Wesneski could keep the Phillies in check here. Um, so the two options I've got were either Chicago on the run line, um, they're plus one fifty six on the money line, so there'll be a little bit of odds on um, on the run line, or I'll take an under on the total as long as the weather's not silly. And uh, depending on what that that total might be, so Moonaf, do you have any reads on the on the weather and therefore the total in this one? Um, currently, saying winds are going to be blowing in at around ten to eleven miles per hour, yeah. but that's definitely something you want to check for sure in the morning. But that's what's forecasted right now, uh, so that obviously helps. Yeah, obviously helps your under, but. It's crazy to see that Aaron Nola's game logs, and again, I mean, this kind of dates back to 2015. So, I mean, there's a lot of roster turnover and things like that. But he's faced this Cubs team uh, six times. He's four and one, but the ERA is high at 4.54. So, um, and I think I've seen all six of those games have scored nine or more runs, where I've seen games finish with 16 runs 25 runs and things like that but obviously <laughs> for the cubs this is a completely different lineup as well and obviously with that wind blowing in um you know there's no way i want to touch that total uh, unless you're betting the under in this game but uh, yeah i would lean with the phillies here again like you mentioned they're in that wild card race um those are the teams that we want to back right now um so i'll probably yeah go with the under with the wind projected a blowing in at 10 to 11 miles per hour. And then the Phillies, uh, Phillies run line here with uh, some plus money odds. I mean, the first five under might be another option as well. If yeah. you, if you, if you like me, if you think Wesneski can go well and you're assuming Nola does similar, uh, Noah, you're a, yeah. you're the rookie pitcher guy. Um, and I think we, we talked a little bit of Wesneski last week and he pitched well. Yeah, he did. Uh, and you, 
profited or not really profited, not but really. improved because you streamed them. And <laughs> Wisniewski is a guy that, I mean, looks like he has what it takes to be a good pro. And this lineup doesn't quite look like a, a winning lineup. <laughs> and a lineup is going to put up some runs. So I like the under. We mentioned the wind. The under is hit in Cubs games 12 of their last 17. So, again, I, I really like this underplay. Are we all on it? Oh, yeah, you want to dance on Sure, yeah, go for oh. it. I'm gonna dance. <laughs> Boo Moon after didn't dance that time. I was putting um, in a bet, sorry. <laughs> no, acceptable. <laughs> okay, he was gambling. Real men of DJ. Um the there's been loads of uh, decent chat in the Discord about uh, no house advantage. Um one of our new sponsors here. There's been people talking up how fun this product is and that you've got some decent overlays as well. Uh, let me tell you about them. Uh, the most dynamic fantasy platform change in the game. Uh, you can play in pick'em contests uh, versus other people. Shot at winning over a quarter of a million bucks in cash. Um, download the app, choose a contest and climb the leaderboard to win that big money every day. Test your skills against the house as well. All the major sports are on there. Um, no House Advantage is daily fantasy sports redefined. It's not just how you play, but also where you play. If you sign up now with the promo code SGPN at nohouseadvantage.com uh, or download the app, you'll get a first deposit match up to $25. Uh, promoguide.us too. Uh, that's the place to go if you're interested in plus EV. Betting strategies, the will update you daily on the cash bonuses uh, from the major sports books and loads of odds boosts. Any offers, um, promoguide.us will keep you abreast of everything uh, that you need to know to make the most out of your money. It's a small team, a passionate sports fans, no algorithms. You're getting uh, you're getting a personal service here. Uh, promoguide.us, check out the 100% track transparent and proven method for betting smarter. Make sure you check out promoguide.us. And finally, odds trader. Uh, a place to compare odds from all the different sports books and then also the different sign-up codes and promos. Um, once you're in, you're getting things like player stats, key game stats, injury reports, game day weather, play-by-play updates, live scores, and the all-important bet tracker so you know whether you're coming or going. All of this can be found at oddstrader.com slash bluewire. Oddstrader is the number one site for all of your game day bets. Next is a 7.40 Eastern first pitch. Probably the game of the day, certainly the game with the most um, relying on it, is the St. Louis Cardinals at the Milwaukee Brewers, where Jose Quintana, a left-handed pitcher, will go for the cards. And Brandon Woodruff goes for the Brew Crew. The cards here are road underdogs, plus 120. The Brewers, minus 140. Total here is set at 7. Uh, Quintana, 6-6 six and six on the year, 303 ERA, 157 and two-thirds pitched, 130 strikeouts. Woodruff has a record of 12-4, 318 ERA, 141 and one-third with 173 Ks. Uh, Quintana's absolutely dealing recently. One of my favourite stories of the season. Um, 120 ERA in his last five starts. Hasn't been good on the road, generally speaking. He's got a 413 um, ERA. But even recently, his road form has been outstanding as well. That's coming down. And his last start was an indication really, of where he's got to this season. Six and two-thirds scorers at the LA Dodgers. Um, and he's just not walking anyone either. His control, his command's been absolutely outstanding. Uh, Brandon Woodruff, 276 ERA in his last five. He was ticking boxes everywhere when I was handicapping this. 216 home ERA. Um Two dead ERA against St. Louis in two games started this season. Woodruff has had a run of really soft opposition. Um, that's not really his fault particularly. And the St. Louis bats have been quite quiet, actually. We, it's been noted as well. Um, this, everything pointed towards an under here. Um, either a first five under, or I'm happy to take a full, a full game under uh, because both pens are relatively reliable as well. Uh, so the number's quite low at seven. But I just think this has got um, pitch and jewel written all over it, Munaf. Uh, under seven for me. Yeah, I was looking at Brandon Woodruff's numbers here, and on the season at home, he's seven and zero with a two point one six ERA 
uh, like you mentioned there. Um, six and three against his central division, 3.74 ERA. Last five games, pretty solid. Uh, did have uh, he faced the Yankees where he had a really good outing against them at home, eight innings, only allowed one earned run. He's had at least 10 or more strikeouts in three straight games here. Uh, that's uh, surprising to see as well for Brandon Woodruff. Again, like you mentioned, that's been against weaker opposition. But, um, yeah, I agree with you, Malcolm. I think this is a game where we see an under. Um, Jose Quintana, 3-1 and one when he since he's joined uh, the Cardinals with a 2.14 ERA. Um, last five games, he's 2-0 and oh with a 1.20 ERA. Um and I think that runs have been at a premium uh, in his starts. I know his last game with against the Dodgers, the Cardinals won that game 11 and nothing. But prior to that, 1-0, 4-3, 4-1, 5-3. I know that's one run over the number of seven, but I think this is going to be a good pitching duel here uh, between these two squads. And quickly just look at the WRC Plus numbers for uh, the Milwaukee Brewers against left-handed pitching. They are number 11, which um, – I think that gives them an advantage here. It's only been 75 plate appearances, but I like the under in this game. I'm going to side with the um, Milwaukee Brewers in this game as well. Uh, Noah? I'm going to side with the under as well, guys. But for me, I personally lean the Cardinals instead of the Brewers. Um, What Malcolm said about uh, Woodruff's recent competition really strikes me. And this is a Brewers lineup that struggles against left-handed pitching. Uh, Quintana is a guy that over his last six starts has a 181 ERA and he's faced very good competition on the other hand uh, with games against the Dodgers and the Braves in there. Um, four other games that are just kind of uh, throw him out of the ballpark, but uh, a shutout against the Dodgers and a <clears throat> two run outing against the Braves is good enough for me to back Quintana and the Cardinals. Here and the under, like we've already said. So not much for me to add, actually. Okay, 9.40 Eastern first pitch is another premium matchup here. The LA Dodgers at the San Diego Padres. Uh, Julio Arias, left-handed pitcher, is on the hill for the Dodgers. And for the San Diego Padres, it will be Joe Musgrove. Dodgers minus 140, San Diego plus 120 total. It's 7.5 and Noah. Is going to break it down. Yeah, so the Padres are seven and two in their last nine games, but the Dodgers they're twelve and four in their last sixteen and sixteen and four in their last twenty games against the Padres. The Dodgers are starting Julio Urias here. He's seventeen and seven with a two twenty five ERA, one hundred fifty seven strikeouts, thirty eight walks, and one hundred sixty four innings pitched. He's gone twelve straight starts, giving up two runs or less, and he has faced the Padres three times this season to a 196 ERA tune. He actually finished this season as starting pitcher number five in fantasy baseball this year. I thought that was actually a really interesting uh, fact. And then Joe Musgrove for the Padres will get the ball. He's 10-7 and seven on the year with a 312 ERA, 169 strikeouts, 36 walks, and 170 innings. He has two starts against the Dodgers this season, totaling a 531 ERA, and the Padres have lost both games outright. I really love the Doyer money line today, I guess. Uh, Dodgers again. We had we were all over the Dodgers on the uh, for the Tuesday night game as well. So following it up here on Wednesday, moon off Dodgers at Padres. Yeah, no one nailed everything that I was going to say as well. Um, Joe Musgrove in his career against the Dodgers, 0-6 with a 4.50 ERA. And like he mentioned, the numbers this season as well. Dodgers just have his number. Julio Rios, 11 of his 17 wins this season have actually come on the road where he is 11-4 with a 2.07 ERA. NL West opponents, 10-2 with a 2.03 ERA. And again, been so dominant against the uh, Padres as well. And he recently faced them on September 3rd and September 10th, back-to-back Saturday starts. Uh, where the Dodgers won that game and they covered the run line in both of those games as well. So I'm going Dodgers money line here, and I'll also probably sprinkle on Dodgers run line as well, minus one and a half at plus uh, plus odds there. Um, it, the total here was the one that appealed to me. I like the extra half a point that I was getting uh, for the under. I thought this might be a, a seven game because for all the reasons that you've already laid out. And um, traditionally, although the Dodgers have had the uh, Padres number this season, they tend to... Um, these two pitches are just going to keep this low score and I think it's going to be another 
another pitch in June. I actually expected this line to move, uh, just like the, the Mets and the Miami game moved out half a point. I was expecting this to contract slightly by half a point, but it hasn't. It's held at seven and a half. Uh, so I think in a low scoring game, the, the Dodgers can get this done something like three to one or something along those lines. Uh, so I'll stick with the under uh, seven and a half. Finally, um, and not much we can give you on this one. This is our only TB picture of the night. Um, 9.40 Eastern first pitch, the Texas Rangers at the Seattle Mariners. Uh, Martin Perez, left-handed pitcher for Texas. Seattle are officially TBD, although I reckon it's George Kirby. Um, we've got no lines at all, though, so the bookies can't be confident of Kirby's presence. So, uh, Moon, have you got much on this at all? No, I mean, uh, without a really a picture listed i don't even see lines on this i just refreshed the page just to see if it did but uh no i mean you said it was george kirby for the mariners right i think so yeah yeah uh he's been pretty good for for the mariners this season uh that that pitching rotation is gonna be something really exciting to watch for the years to come i know i'm not sure if you guys already talked about it but they locked up luis castillo for i think another five years uh with that mariners rotation so um yeah i mean not much else for me i'm just really excited about this mariners uh ball club for the future Yep. Uh, Noah? Yeah, for me, I'm on the Mariners, too. I, I mean, I really don't know how else you can handicap this one with, uh, yeah, I'm going to be on the Mariners. <laughs> uh, fair enough. Um, okay, so that has got us through the, the main slate. Now, um, bottom draw action. I know uh, Noah likes to cast his eye around, so we'll come to you first, Noah. Any other games, any other pitches, bets, anything stuck out to you uh, from in the murkier depths of this card. <laughs> well, I know where you're going to go, so I'm not going to, I'm not going to, yeah, I do. I, I, I think I'm fairly confident that I do. So I'm going to go to the Orioles on the road against the Red Sox with Dean Kramer, one of my guys going up against Rich Hill, a soft tossing left-hander that they seem to have very good success against. So that's going to be my play. The Orioles money line there. Uh, moving off anything around you, they caught your eye at all. I know we didn't talk about it, but it's probably the pitching matchup of the night, Zach Gallen versus Justin Verlander. Um, that That's going to be a fun pitching duel to watch. Um, I know that total right now is at six and a half. Uh, wouldn't mind an under in that game um, between those two squads and those two pitchers. Maybe a first five. I quickly just want to see how Zach Gallen has done, uh, if he has ever faced the Astros. Um Let's see here. No, but he, I mean, he's been solid all season, six and two on the road so far this year, 2.42 ERA. Most of his games do end up going under the total as well. Now with Verlander, probably really just being out there to kind of solidify his Cy Young uh, candidacy. I mean, the odds right now for him, I think are north of minus 400, but uh, I think this might just be a game where we see runs at a premium, maybe like a, at least in the first five innings, uh, if you get a three and a half, I don't mind that under that game uh, in there under that first five innings between these two pitchers. Um, yeah. Okay. So yeah, there is one game that's caught my eye, but I'm fascinated to know why Noah thinks he's got me pinned here. Uh, so Noah, which, um, which pitcher's name have I just typed into stat muse, uh, because you think I'm going to pick him here. Michael Lorenzen. <laughs> oh, shit. He's got me as well. He's got me, Rudolph. <laughs> oh, you guys have been spending too much time together. <laughs> no, I think we need to start seeing other people, I'm afraid, mate. This was a kind of, uh, yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, I picked him last week and I can't remember what he did. Um, which leads me to believe it wasn't anything special. Um, he probably cost me a few quid, but um, the Angels take on yeah, the Athletics tomorrow at home. Um, and Lorenzen is one of my guys. I was expecting him to finish the season strong. And he gets the benefit tomorrow of A, the Oakland Athletics, and B, um, Adrian Martinez, um, <laughs> who was given up five, four, and seven. Um, if three starts ago, in three and two-thirds innings, he gave up 14 hits. That's amazing. That's probably a world record, I reckon. Um, so, yeah, I don't expect Martinez to do anything except get shelled. So, um the Angels on the run line looks like a great bet. Those three, the last three starts, they've lost nine to five, five to zero, and ten to two. So the closest Martinez and the Athletics have got to the opposition has been four runs. Uh, so yeah, we'll take the Angels and well spotted, Noah. Uh, I'm impressed. So uh, lock and dog picks to come then uh, in a moment after I tell you about 
our final sponsors here uh, on the show. Uh, the Elias Game Plan app. Uh, you definitely will know these people. The Elias Sports Bureau are the official statisticians of all the US pro sports leagues. And you need this in your life for NFL season. Um, we'll help you out with your fantasy leagues. It'll help you out if you're having a bet. Or even if you just want to improve your all-round football talk uh, with all your friends, this is the this is the app to, to get your information from. Um, loads of fun things on the Elias Game Plan app. Um, head-to-head team comparisons. You've got league-validated team player uh, news and stats, expert game analysis that's going to help you out, like I say, with uh, DFS season long, all those sort of things uh, really will elevate your NFL season today. If you download the Elias Game Plan app, that is E-L-I-A-S, and um, we've got a special offer here, 15% off your annual subscription. If you use our promo code SGPN15, find the Elias Game Plan sports betting in the App Store Play Store. And use our promo code SGPN15. And finally, Fubo TV, uh, where you can watch all the football, college football, pro football, NFL Red Zone, uh, you name it, as well as hundreds of live sports and entertainment channels. Much cheaper than cable. Uh, no contract, no commitment to cancel at any time, too. You can try Fubo TV free for seven days and get 15% off your first month. Go to FuboTV.com slash SGP. That's F U B O T V.com. Slash SGP. Um, lock and dog picks to come. I'm struggling to pick mine here, so I'm going to... Uh, we'll let Moonaf lead us off here while I frantically try and find my own Moonaf. What have you got? And I'll promise not to copy. Yeah, uh, for my lock, I'm going to go with the Yankees and Blue Jays over seven and a half with Garrett Cole and Mitch White on the mound. I mean, Garrett Cole has struggled against the Blue Jays this season, and I think that Mitch White uh, has just been... Um, uh, What's the term I'm looking for? A gas can, I guess we can say, uh, <laughs> since he got traded to the Blue Jays from the Dodgers. I think that number is a little conservative. Uh, so I think I like that. I love that over seven and a half. I think that number is a little conservative here. So that'll be my lock for my dog. I'm going to go over to that Mets and the um, uh, Mets and Marlins game that we talked about. Oh, I'm sorry. I actually like two dogs here. I- I'm going to go with the Dodgers run line. Um, Julio Urias has just been so dominant this season. We talked about his success against the Padres. Um, He's just getting it done. And especially, it's crazy to say a lot of times we prefer pitchers at home. Urias has been a guy that I want to I prefer at on the road and against the San Diego Padres, like I mentioned, where he's three and oh, Joe Musgrove over his career, oh, and six against the Dodgers, oh, and two this season. You know, uh, Noah said the numbers there. Uh, so I'm going to go with a run line minus one and a half plus 125 for the Dodgers as my dog. Okay, Noah. So for me, I'm going with my lock as the Dodgers. Um, not really going to repeat everything that Munaf said. Just the only stat that I love there is they're 16 and four in their last 20 games against the Padres. And then same kind of mentality here is another team that's kind of owned their division rival in the last few games that they've played the St. Louis Cardinals, uh, eight and four in their last 12 at Milwaukee. Uh, and they've done just as well at home. Quintana left-hander going up against this, a struggling lineup against left-handed pitching or a struggling lineup that struggles against Left-handed pitching. Yeah, I said that right. So give me the Cardinals as my dog plus 120. Okay, so my luck, I'm going to stay in that same game, Noah, but I'm going to take the first five under. I can't see anything else for a lot of the reasons you've just stipulated than a, than a bit of a shootout here between Quintana and Woodruff. Two lineups who haven't really um, been in great form lately. And like you say, Quintana and the, and the left-handedness thereof, I think can keep this quiet. Certainly earlier on, um, both it's going to be cagey as well. Uh, this is a cagey series. The, the cards will be desperate to uh, just to put a little bit more daylight between themselves and Brewers. They don't need to make this unnecessarily uh, nervy uh, for themselves. They pick up a couple of wins this week. They can put it to bed. So yeah, I'll take um, I'll take the under seven. And for my dog, I got no dogs in the uh, in these premium games that were looked at. Uh, so I will head to the murky depths. Uh, and I'm going to take my guy on the run line, uh, Michael Lorenzen and the LA Angels. Uh, the minus 185 on the money line. So on the run line, whoa, maybe plus 120, something like that. Uh, so a plus price on the Angels for me with Michael Lorenzen. And that, uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, has got us to the end of the show. Um, 
So yeah, that was succinct. It was good. Um, I feel confident about the uh, the last week of MLB here. Uh, moving off, what have you got going on? Is uh, how's the propcast been treating you? Uh, yeah, it's been pretty good. NFL Gambling Podcast going along. Propcast has been doing well. Uh, if you haven't already subscribed to that, do us a favor, go in and do that. And NBA, we're starting division previews, um, things like that. So the season is about three weeks away. So gearing up for the NBA as well. So busy times as usual. Yeah, you were trying to hoodwink me into joining the NBA Fantasy League, but I just couldn't. I didn't have it in me even a little bit. Uh, I've just got about 20 hours a week back because the baseball league's finished. <laughs> so I didn't want to reinvest them immediately into joining an NBA league. Uh, Noah, what are you up to? So for me tonight, I'm going to be watching a few MLB games, also uh, UFC. But honestly, I'm going to be drafting up like a, a little fiery tweet because – I feel it in us and also like the media that I consume. A lot of people just say like, I can't wait for the postseason to start. And that's because all of these races are almost over. Why, why do you guys think that? Yeah. We've good got, question. I do we've know. got two playoff races that are going on. We have the NL East and the NL wildcard. AL wildcard's pretty much done. Why? That is, is because there's two extra playoff spots this year. So I am yeah. going to write an article about it, I think, about my frustration with the expansion of a playoff because there's, it's useless to play 162 games and the last week of the season's dumb. Like, all of these games don't mean anything. Nobody's watching. The MLB killed themselves. They, they think that they helped themselves out by invi- inviting more teams into the playoffs when really your product just suffers throughout one month of the year. It's terrible. So... Yep, that's my frustration. Going to air it out. Going to do some research. Okay, little run from Noah there. Didn't expect that. Um, I need some. We need football back, Munaf. This international break is just <laughs> boring to right? death. It's, sorry, this weekend we're back, right? Yeah, we're back this weekend. But the international because you just get in, you feel like the season's built up a little bit of momentum. Then all of a sudden they take it away from you. Yeah, uh, for a load of meaningless international friendlies. I mean, I assume you two were absolutely glued today to USA nil, Saudi Arabia nil in that friendly. Did you watch that? They have two targets on or two <laughs> shots on goal in 180 minutes. Is what I read. Yeah, That's I'm just looking mistaken. at it now. Yeah, shots on goal, two each. Yeah. Um, yeah, full-time Saudi Arabia, nil, USA, nil. Yeah, that's the problem with international friendlies, um, the uh, the meaningless and horrible. So, yeah, I need some football back, um, mainly because I got knocked out of all the fun NFL stuff, the uh, all the survivor pools, the guillotine league, I'm dead. Um, Noah, what have you won? You've holding a giant trophy. Yeah, I, I got some shit from Malcolm saying that I don't really know soccer that well. I played it when I was a kid. I was a good goalie. I was a very good goalie. Okay. So, uh, Region 190 Tournament Champions 2012-2013. Oh, mate, look at that. I tell you, you Americans love a big trophy. That's a source of great amusement to me. baseball ones back there, too. Yeah, <laughs> we, lo- we love giving out participation trophies. Oh, there, yeah. are, no, there are no participation trophies up there. Did you, if, <laughs> did you ever get one of them for swimming, Muna? Uh No, I was actually a world-class swimmer. <laughs> Were you really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no joke. Like a stone, I reckon. <laughs> uh, swim right then race to the bottom you'd have won that moon off no problem um, okay oh, yeah. thanks everybody that was a lot of fun thanks everyone for listening uh, usual place to catch up with all moon off's work he's uh, hardest working man in sports entertainment uh, we'll be back at some point tomorrow to preview the rest of this week and then we'll be getting stuck right into the playoffs uh, right around the corner so thanks everyone for listening good luck with your bets Uh, Until tomorrow, we will see you down the road. Cheers. Cheers.